Hello everyone, welcome back to our cornerstone, joined by Siobhan, Shannon, and Ju, and myself, Brayden. And today we're going to be talking about living as a true disciple of Christ rather than just being a Christian. And we're going to cover the gospel of Luke and John. But today we have a very special guest with us. Uh, John, please introduce yourself. Hi, have you not heard? I'm John. Um, yeah, so I've been a Christian basically like my entire life. And I've been following Christ, yeah, since I was baptized as a kid. And yeah, I'm very honored to like join you guys here today. Well, thank you for coming. Yeah, it is a big support for us to have John over here. And yeah, it's amazing to have him here actually today. Yeah, so yeah, our very first. Congrats. Guys, <laughs> session, we're going to talk about discipleship and how to be a good disciple following uh, Jesus Christ. This is our fourth episode and um, yeah. We're, we'll begin, let our cornerstone guide us and be our foundation for this material that we're going to share with you guys. So what is a, what does discipleship mean? What, what does being a disciple mean? Uh, well, it essentially means a learner. It comes from the Latin word disserte, which means learn, and discipulus, which means learner. So I'm going to start covering Luke chapter 14. Um, Verses 26 to 28. Well, first of all, Jesus says that you can come to him as you are. He says in Matthew eleven twenty-eight, he says, come to me. But then he says, come after me. So what that means is that once you go to Christ, you are expected to be transformed and essentially be a new creation, a new man. So, yes, my people here are going to follow up on that. Yeah, so being a disciple means that we actually have to relinquish our lives to Jesus and let him come into us and manifest us so it actually says in galatians 2 verse 20 if we want to find happiness and fulfillment we must is in galatians 2 verse 20 my old self has been crucified with christ it is no longer i who live but christ lives in me so i live in this earthly body by trusting in the son of god who loved me and gave himself for me let me ask you guys a question what does it truly mean to become a disciple like what's something that you do that stands out as as of the others, like mm. yeah, like what something. That, speaking on that, like I personally feel like so I just sort of just search discipleship meaning on Google and so this really just kind of just makes sense. So like discipleship in the Christian sense is actually the process of making someone become like Christ. Yes. Uh, the disciples of Christ is to become like Christ in everything you do, to become like Jesus. So that's what came up for me in the meaning. And John, what do you think uh, depends on discipleship? I think when it comes down to just discipleship, I think it boils down to actually your intention, right? Because mm. as we are all Christians here, right? And we all, um, just Christians in general, like we already accepted Christ as our Lord and Savior. But what we're asking is like, what's the difference between discipleship and becoming just a believer, right? Because mm -hmm. those two come hand in hand. Yes. So what I think is very important in this scenario is actually your intention, right? So if you truly want to become a disciple, then what, what do you seek? What do you see in the kingdom of God that makes you want to become a disciple? Because it's a hard life, right? Becoming a disciple is not an easy path to take. Said in like various verses. When he says like in Luke, right? Where he says, um, pick up your cross and come after me, right? What like what do you guys think? Exactly. Like, well, so, the cross. To what like John said. 
An important characteristic or trait that you need to have as a disciple is to let go of your worldly things and follow Christ. Yeah. Because if you see how Jesus called on to his disciples, while even the fishermen, he asked them to stop what they're doing and to just follow him. And it's important that you have such a type of heart to really like let go of these things that really does not even matter. Because at the end, what happens in heaven, eternal life, that's what matters. And so, yeah, you need to have that sort of heart to just look onto him and just leave everything else. That is, that's, that's one of the most important traits you need to have. Yeah, and so yeah. sacrifice. And um, just to briefly mention this, because I think it's really interesting. The word Christian means Christ-like. So when you become a becoming Christ-like and you're striving to be like your master, because as a disciple, you, you follow a master. And again, the master is not greater than the student. Yeah, and uh, speaking on what John said, where it says in Luke, where Jesus said, Then he said to the crowd, If anyone of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way, take up your cross daily, and follow me. So, John, what do you think that means? Take up the cross? Yeah. Well, I think the symbolism of Christians, right, which is the cross, is the basically the the ultimate act of salvation which mm -hmm. Jesus gave his life for us. And it's the foundation of the cross is truly the fact that Jesus was presented as a sacrifice because he was God, became man, mm -hmm. and came to this world, right? Yeah. Yet he did no wrong and was punished for it. Exactly. And that is for the sake of all our sins. Yeah. So exactly, like what I mean by the cross then is as we as disciples to take up the cross, it means that we as ourselves also have to sacrifice the things we love. Because we as Christians, right, in this world at this time, we're definitely going to be persecuted. Yeah. yeah. And it's not going to be a justifiable persecution. I think that's what it means when Jesus says to take up the cross. That's good. I mean, if you look at the time when he was about to be crucified, the pain and suffering he went to to, to carry that cross and walk to Mount Calvary, that in itself just shows us that it's something like that that will happen to us also. And yeah. We, to go across, like go through, like carrying the cross. Yeah, like the big, if you're, if you're going to be like Jesus, then we should also go through the same suffering that Jesus also went. And when John said like, picking the cross and following Jesus like we should put everything aside and be willing to go through all this pain and persecution just like how Jesus did follow and to become like Jesus uh, also taking up the cross is actually like a daily sacrifice and commitment it's not just when we feel like it or when we want to do something it's every day where we have to choose these sacrifices to follow in Jesus and the thing is if we continue to do this then we will experience what Jesus wants us to experience which is his salvation and the abundant li a life that he has promised to those who follow him I mentioned before um, Luke uh, 14 verses 26 to 28 and I think this is very very interesting to bring about because it, it um, requires sacrifice that you guys are talking about and it's a uh, it says, if anyone comes to me and does not hate their father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, even their own life, such person cannot be my disciple and does not carry their cross and follow me and who, wait, and who do, whoever does not carry their cross and follow me cannot be my disciple. Sorry. So uh, what this says is that um, you need to put Christ first before anything else. So... Christ is not telling you to hate your father and brothers and sisters and children. Not at all. That's not what he means. 
he's alluding to the Bible meaning of hate, which which goes to a person cannot serve two masters because he will either hate one and love the other. So what what it means by this is that if you work for Coca-Cola, for example, it doesn't mean that you're you're gonna go ahead and hate Pepsi. It means that you cannot serve both of them at the same time. So in this way, you 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 cannot have two fundamentally different masters, because if you if you are in Christ, he should be priority and he should be the only one you serve. And by doing that, you're actually gonna love your family and your uh, fellow brothers and children. Um, way more than you would otherwise mm. yeah yes reinforcing what Drew said like when he says you should hate your brothers and sisters and family i think what he means is that your love for jesus should be so high so that when you compare your love for jesus compared to your love with your family it should seem like you're actually hating them but it's not because of that relationship that you have developed with jesus which is good Yes, yes, very interesting. Yeah, it's uh, once again adding to what uh, Gio said. So in my study Bible, it says that hate, which is a similar statement mentioned uh, mentioned in Matthew. Um, uh, yeah, uh, it's mentioned in Matthew uh, chapter 10, verse 37. Uh, it's the key understanding to understand the different difficult command. The word hatred is called for here actually as lesser love, not that you actually yes. hate. Because many people misunderstand this and they might actually find it like an excuse to kind of hate on your own parents because I mean the current generation to be honest is very much similar like that and so it means like to less lesser love and Jesus was actually calling his disciples to cultivate such a devotion to him that their attachment to everything else including their own lives would seem like a hatred comparison to your love to Jesus yes and it's interesting because hate is not the opposite of love rather it's it's a lesser form of it the opposite of love would be something like indifference yeah and so also speaking on that, another thing that I feel like we disciples should take in is a true disciple is willing to accept pain rather than always expecting pleasure out of it. So I think kind of something that I feel like we are Christian. Since we follow Christ, we feel like everything that we get from Christ will always be good and meaning like unhurtful or could mean like we always get like it says that pray and you shall receive. So I pray that I get a good car and I get a nice car. I pray for a good job. We get a good job. But a true disciple actually follows Christ in a way that you love him unconditionally. So if you check in Luke chapter 14, verse 27, which is the same thing that actually Jesus said, that same verse, whoever does not bear his own cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. So I like how we mentioned with John, like you should be willing to go through all this pain and suffering and uh, to also be mocked at. For example, we saw how Paul went, so Paul's, Paul's love to Jesus was unconditional that he was willing to even die for. There was this time where Paul was like thrown stones at and uh, he was thrown stones at, stones at and like he literally died. The fact that like they literally pulled him out of the city and kept him out knowing that he died. And then after he again stood up back alive and then he started again praying about God. So yeah, John, you wanted to say something on that? Um, yeah, I just want to clarify for 
just especially us Christians. Um, yeah, speaking to what um, you said, right, that uh, we as Christians should live a life um, not expecting of pleasure, but instead um, readying ourselves for suffering, right? Yeah. I just want to clarify that in these times that in these times that we live as Christians and we suffer, we don't suffer for nothing. So we suffer and we get persecuted all for the sake of our faith. Right? Yeah. So it actually says in the Bible, "Blessed are those who are persecuted for my name's sake." Exactly. Exactly. Yes. For they shall inherit the kingdom. So um, I just want to clarify that um as christians we should not seek suffering right no but we have to accept it exactly we should we should pursue Christ, which might come with suffering. Uh, yes, yes, exactly. And in those, we should be ready to do the yeah. Christ says that uh, when the world hates you, remember it hated him first. So it's to be expected once you follow yeah. Christ because we're in a way against the world. We're against the tide. So in, in conclusion, discipleship costs. It costs a lot. But salvation is free. Yeah. So, so th- this is the good news. Jesus, in, in, in this verse, that, that's Luke uh, 14, 26 to 28, he did not water down his teachings in, in, in the sense that he did not want he did not want to accommodate what people would like he did not perform the big miracles so that people would follow him he only said he said it explicitly and plainly as it is he said do this and then you can follow me so hopefully you want to pay the price because it's totally worth it. and um, it's very interesting because the bitterness of a poor quality uh, thing that you gain lingers longer than the sweetness of a cheap price so whenever you get something of bad quality because it was cheap you, you don't say to yourself oh, okay I got this I'm happy no you, you, you keep uh, reminding yourself of how bad it is and you're just bitter because of that but if something costs you and it's something that you value and treasure you soon forget the price you paid for it because you say to yourself it's it was worth it and this is this is following christ it's totally worth it oh yeah so regarding john's question as well as christians we don't seek suffering we try to seek the kingdom of god but then when we go through that sometimes will have trials and tribulations and I think we mentioned this in the previous episode but suffering helps us to learn some sometimes where um, we won't learn elsewhere through our pain we can only hear God's voice properly or we may truly discover something new like through adversity or sometimes we don't see something through our comfort and that's why we have suffering sometimes and Ultimately, that helps us develop a better person, a better character, perseverance, endurance and all that. Yes, yes, that's exactly right. Uh, the, the gain that you get from following Christ despite of the difficulties and the tribulations that you might endure is, is very worth it. If I had a thousand lives, I would give each one of them to Christ. Uh, speaking on the fact of suffering, how we were speaking. So, for example, if you take, like, if you go to the gym and you're someone that's trying to bodybuild and look for every bodybuilder, their pathway to become a bodybuilder has, like, so much of suffering and pain, meaning, like, got awake. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so much of sacrifice. Mm-hmm. And look, like, these bodybuilders, they don't consider uh, this suffering uh, something negative because mm-hmm. through this suffering and pain, only they become better and their muscles become greater wake up every day in the in morning five go for like a 10 kilometer jog then after eat only vegetables and uh, like a very very chicken yeah and chicken like plain chicken also without any flavors and then uh, yeah because like geo i know he goes to caves and he like sort of removes the skin saying no flavors only chicken so is this extra yeah that's the best part bro 
So yeah, so what I'm trying to say is that like to anyone to become successful in whatever stream or even like these bodybuilders, so they wake up every morning, they go through a routine, they stick to this routine, nothing out of their own diet. Uh, do reps like for example, if you're doing push-ups, uh, if it's 30 push-ups today, uh, tomorrow it's 35, then the next day it's 40. So slowly increase and mm -hmm. like also it's much more pain, but you're also challenging yourself. And every time they reach a PR, they consider it like a, sec uh, like a success. So all this success, every day to gain a new PR is all pain but this pain is what made them reach this new PR so yeah well one of the main points of uh, being a disciple of Christ is a uh, relationship that you have with him so relationship is intertwined with covenant you're you're sort of in an agreement with God and you have rights and responsibilities and like Siobhan said throughout your life um, you're expected to build on this relationship so what I mean is when you first marry your wife you, you start away but then you, you progress the way that you treat each other and hopefully you become better lovers for each other so in this way we must increasing our our standards and keep increasing the way that we serve god and hopefully over over the span of 20 30 years your relationship with christ will look much different than how it was when you first encountered him and hopefully this is in a good way this is in a progressive way but um yeah so people think that coming to church and uh, it serves the lord that it does a favor to him but this go uh, uh, being a disciple goes far beyond that because jesus wants ultimately what Jesus wants is people that will worship, which means serve. Worship and serving are intertwined. People that will worship and serve him no matter the cost at any cost to add on to that it, it seems like as Christians it's quite hard to live to that expectation right of like being a disciple like yes. well it's all easy to say and it's quite actually hard yeah. to like actually put that into practice what do you think is the most important factor we should take into account when living a life of discipleship mm -hmm. that? So this, I'm not sure if this is the most important, but one thing for me is like my influence and friendship groups and stuff, because I'm someone who gets pretty in influenced pretty easily. So what I would say for me is try and find like a better community of people to hang out with. So right now I'm quite blessed to have these people with me in my podcast where we can actually build godly relationships with one another. But yeah, uh, Shannon, you wanted to add as well? Yeah, to me... uh. Well, that, that's a good point, yeah. For me, I feel like it's tuning your life and just focus on one thing at a time. It's like this, for example. Have you guys watched Spider-Man, the, the the animation? Oh, right? uh, no, I don't watch animation. Keep. Yeah. Bro, you watch anime, bro. <laughs> All right. So, the second this guy gets this power of Spider-Man, what happens to him? He has a whole new responsibility and stuff. Yeah, so before he got this responsibilities, he just started hearing so many things at a time. A person shouting from this side, he hears car noises, he hears like just so many things at one time. And then he just goes crazy because now with all this power and responsibility that, that he got, that he got, he also hears all these other things going on in his mind. But eventually, he trains his life and his ears like to really focus on one thing at a time. And then he gets used to all these things going on because now his mind is set on just getting what needs to be done. And so sometimes our lives are also like that. You know, you just have so many things going on at once. And then at the end, when you look back at it, you just don't have anything to really prioritize on God. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes, it can, it can make you scatter because there's just so many things that you feel the responsibility for. You need to exactly. na narrow down to some, some focus point. Exactly. And the so, focus point should be the cross. Yeah, exactly. So like like I said before, you need to like, when you take the cross, you need to be willing to let some things go in your life. Mm -hmm. That's the sacrifice you take. And so basically mm -hmm. what I wanted to say is just focus your life or just tune your life in a way where you can become a disciple to Jesus. Well, uh, 
adding on to that, I, I think that he covered a very good point. And this has to do with it, which is, um, to me, the main thing that you might want to do to be able to follow Christ, because it's such a such a challenge for us, for everyone, is to deny yourself. Christ, Christ said it himself. And what, what does it mean? It means to take yourself out of that throne of your life and uh, disregard your reputation, your self, your um, this this version of you that you have in your head, which is not in alignment with what Jesus wants for you. So it's it's not a thing of uh, picking up your cross. It's not a thing of beauty. It's not a thing of fashion. It doesn't just mean to wear a jewelry. It 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 goes far beyond that, and it means to do the things that you don't want to that that don't. Um, that you don't necessarily want for yourself, but that you know that God wants for you. Mm, yeah, adding on to what Shannon said as well, I feel like this is just an initiative for us, but as humans, we try to do everything ourselves. We try to just handle it all ourselves because we think that we can do everything. But sometimes we need to understand that God is actually bigger than our needs and that we just have to put all our problems and trust in His hand because He is He is the author. He knows what's going to happen. So if we just abide in Him, then we will know that the end result will be good because if God created everything, surely He knows what's going to happen. If He's the beginning, middle, end. Well, uh, and and adding on to that, it's not by our power that we're going to be able to do these things because Jesus said He would send His Comforter, He would send the Guide, He would send uh, the Empowerer, which is the Holy Spirit, through whom we can make all things. Yeah, that's right. Well, I think what's the most important actually is, I mean, your, your all of your points are very, very good. Um, yeah, I agree with what um, Braden said that iron sharpens iron. That we need a good community to, yeah, build each other up because without it, the devil can tempt us. They mm. can sway us very, very easily. So, and um, what yep, Shimon said was like, um, yeah, it's pretty good. We need to focus what truly matters, right? Which is God, it's and you need to humble yourself in a way that you truly believe that God has control over your life rather than you. You got to have that level of humility. But um, for me, what I think is important is actually how you view the kingdom of God. As Christians, right, it's we believe that Christ has died for our sins. We believe in life after death, which is the eternal heaven, right? Um, it's just to the aspect of how, how truly do you believe in that? How precious do you view that kingdom of heaven? Like Jesus, who spoke in parables, right, like in... Um, like, yeah, in Matthew, like, like yeah, the parable of the hidden treasure, Matthew 13, verse 44. Um, I can read it now. Like, the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field. When a man found it, he hid it again. Then in his joy, he went and sold all he had brought in that field, for that field, right? So it's like, as Christians, do we truly see the kingdom of heaven as like the most valuable thing we have in this world? Because if we truly do, then it's a no-brainer that we'll actually like give up everything to follow it. I guess... No, sorry. No, no, good. Uh, yeah, I guess like um, just in this world, we're so like distracted and tempted by many things, right? As we can see right in front of us, yeah. which we think like actually matters. But it's more as Christians, we we should see like what's really important and like what we really value, which is like the kingdom of heaven. That's true. And like, so that's why discipleship is so important that when you become a disciple of God, you truly learn to be like Jesus and you tend to work like Jesus, do things like Jesus did, like work in his righteousness and be righteous just like Jesus. And then that's our main key to heaven. Like 
uh, John said. And also speaking about discipleship, a true a true discipleship a disciple I w- I believe sort of elevates their relationship with Christ over religion. And I think even uh, Gio spoke about this just a few minutes ago. And so, what does it mean that you elevate relationship with Christ? or the church what do you guys think yeah so i think there's a set difference religious is just trying to show that you do the characteristics of being a christian for example just attending church just donating money because that's what it says in the bible but to be a true disciple and have the characteristics you need to try truly you like what john said it's kind of being interior what you want to seek if you truly want to be a disciple you need to truly um try and build a closer relationship with god for example like reading because you want to do that not because it's um it's a task but yes. it's because you want to seek god closer or studying it and sharing it with others because you have that passion to find out more well it, it yeah. comes down to counting the cost in again luke 14 uh verse 28 jesus says suppose one of you wants to build a tower when you first sit down and estimate the cost to see if you have enough money to complete it so many people um, say okay I want to be a disciple but are not willing to pay the price for it so they, they're left with a half built building they're left with a with an uncomplete construction and so Jesus talks first about carrying your cross denying yourself and then he says from that move on and construct so th- this is a problem with us Christians that well we start something that God has called us to but then we leave it an incomplete because we didn't count the cost first before starting it and this leads to People mocking Christianity and people disregarding it, saying that we're not really devoted to our faith. This is something to consider for believers. Yeah, because I kind of feel like what you said, that that's because we all look into Christianity like religion. And it's actually not a religion, it's actually the truth. And the re- and it's a relationship with God that makes you a Christian. So uh, speaking on what Braden also said, that's something that we all Christians do, just following as a religion is like, we attend church every Sunday and we feel like that's something that we create. So, uh, sorry, speaking on religion, like we all go to church every Sunday thinking that, look, we have to go to church if because uh, others, Jesus won't like us. And we all go to church no matter what. We all go to church. We'll attend Bible studies, look around and like try to listen to other pastors and stuff. Then another thing is giving money even to church. If you're following it like a religion, you would give exactly 10%, not even a cent more than that. So that's what it means by following religion. Or then even just making comments and church, serving in church like an usher and things like that. So those are just like being a religion, like looking at Christianity like a religion. But truly building a relationship with God is actually like how Braden said once again, learning about Christ, going deeper, growing, studying about Christ, reading Him and obeying Christ. And also trusting and seeking into Christ. So these are the things that could build up a relationship with Christ. So that you look at Jesus as not only a religion, but as your truly father obeying him. And when God says to follow his commandments, that if you love him, you will follow his commandments. You truly follow his commandments. And even uh, seeking and trusting him, meaning like when you pray faithfully, you should truly put all your faith in Christ. Yes. That hoping that Jesus will do his will, no matter what, whether even if you want to get the go to the best university remember that if you're putting your trust in god it's he who will choose the best university for you not what you chose it's always his will that will be done yes and it's not only not 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 only faith but actual presence because 
another point of having a relationship with Christ and, and with God, therefore, is to show up. So to be faithful, to be consistent, because faithfulness means to be consistent. If you're not consistent with your devotion and worship to God, you're not really being faithful to God. So, for example, let's say um, you, you go to church and you, you're there every time, but your mind and your heart is not really there. What does this mean? That, that you're not really being um, faithful to him in, in other ways, because it says in Deuteronomy uh, 6, 4 to 7, it says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God, uh, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord with your uh, heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. So by not being present, you're not really loving him with all your heart, soul, and strength. And this is um, something that also has to do with consistency. You have to be consistent not only physically, but internally, mentally, in your heart. Also in prayer, you, you might say a prayer at night, but you're not really there and you're not really fully in the presence of God. You're not being with Him. So I think we should move on now. Uh, so just regarding this topic of discipleship, I think that Jesus's true follow followers desire to live productive, fulfilling, and purposeful lives. And I think that's really important to touch on because so many people in this world, I think they're spiritually lost. Like they don't know what is the point of them even being here? So for this, I actually found in John 15, 1 to 17, it's the story of Jesus being the true grapevine. And I found some characteristics of being a true follower. So what do you think are like some characteristics of a disciple of Jesus? Like being humble. Being humble, yes, that's one. Yeah. Like we need to have a heart to really listen and just be willing to do what he says. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, well, have a serving heart, meaning willing to serve for God, like a servant heart. Because it says that to enter the kingdom of God, you need to have like a servant heart. So always be willing to serve people, like no matter what, how big you are, always be humble, like my brother said, and also be willing to be like a servant. Like, for example, even that lady who put that expensive perfume, right, on Jesus' foot. Uh, one thing is that we saw that she had a very servant heart. She was willing to do that. Like, now all the rich people or the big shots, uh, they wouldn't be willing to really go to Jesus' feet and to like, uh, with the perfume. In to an put act on of the... humiliation. Yeah, because it's so much of humiliation but she had like a sermon like heart and she was willing to be like a sermon to Jesus yeah. so yeah, and yeah, and not, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry I'm just going to say this quickly not only that but it's it's it was a sacrifice of high value because perfume at, by that time it was one of the most expensive things you can own and this woman not only was she poor but she gave up the most expensive and precious thing that she had in this way we, we must also give our best sacrifices to God yeah and just adding on so being a disciple means we have to live like christ and like what you guys said jesus literally came down to earth to wash the disciples feet he chose to be the servants because he has the highest honor in heaven and then i'm pretty sure there was one story that he said uh if you attend a party choose the lowest seat of honor rather than than the highest seat so that you will uh, not be humbled something like that but i just remember like one verse it's like uh, those who are humbled will be exalted and those who are exalted will be humbled. So yeah. So John, what do you think are some characteristics of living as a disciple? I think it's to, yep. first of all, love your Lord God first, right? Before everything else. Um, Yeah, like speaking on the parable of the vine where you're talking about and John. Um, Yeah, so those who, those who don't abide in Christ will be thrown out, right? That's mm -hmm. what Jesus was essentially saying. Um, and I think what it means by that is those who, like, essentially, they, they hear of it, right? They they try to abide in Christ, but their connection is very, very weak in a sense. So it's like, so like in what Jesus says, like under the vine, it goes pruning, right? And in which cuts out the unnecessary, like, branches in order for more growth. Mm. And that can happen in, I guess, like two ways, right? Where it cuts out the people who do not abide in Christ yeah. or it cuts out believers so it could grow even more. 
just like for example the Jews he, God actually cut them off to make room for all the Gentiles that would accept Christ and also in the concept of yeah many of our lives today as Christians we yeah continuing on with that like um, note of like suffering right we come through many trials as Christians we get persecuted we don't get taken seriously and all those things are actually Christ prepared them beforehand mm. as um, like yeah a method of pruning us right and through that we become stronger we become more faithful we learn to trust God even more in a sense right yeah and I think that's what's the most important which is like faith in yeah essentially like through those times you need to be able to still abide in Christ no matter what right yeah. and it's that faith and that trust that allows you to grow more and be closer to God I think that's a very important like characteristic as a disciple yep so adding on to what you said about abiding in Christ. One of the characteristics that I found is a disciple is fruitful. So just like it said in the parable, just as a branch can only be fruitful when attached to the vine, likewise, our strength can be drawn from Jesus. So in the Bible, it actually states in Galatians 5, to 23, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And there is no law against these things. Mm, yes, yes. I agree with you, Brian. Uh, one, of, one of the characteristics of a disciple is that he is committed. So he is committed not only with God, but with the people around him. So you said one of the characteristics of the Holy Spirit is truth. When you say you're going to do something, you have to do it because you're you're already being committed. And in this way, um, you, you, you're being in the truth. And God says, if you love me, Jesus Christ says, if you love me, you follow my commandments. His commandments is to love the people and to love God. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I like picking on com commitment. We saw that we, we see basically in most of Jesus' disciples except for Judas. We see that all his disciples were commi committed to the one and only thing that they were su they're supposed to be alive for, which is, to, which is actually to praise God and to share his word. Even, for example, if you check at Peter, how much... Peter was commi committed to Christ. Like, yeah, Peter was like, there. he's been called the forward pe Peter because he always like jumps up and talks first. Mm -hmm. But then even Peter, I mean, he was going around sharing the word of God, no matter what circumstances that comes or whatever he faces, was committed to the one and only mission in his life that was to bring people to Christ. And even not only Peter, we see, for example, Paul also. Paul, Paul also had a big mission that was to go around to every city and to pray and to teach about God. God's word and to also convert people. So commitment is something very important because if you're not commitment, you will fall out of that goal, which was which is to explain ab about God and to pray about Him and to teach others about Christ. So yeah, that's that. So I think that's one reason why you should be committed to Christ. Yes, it's true. And also, just another important trait I feel like is just learning to love one another despite your action. It's like if you look at Jesus's life, also he did like he did just have this good relationship with the sinners also and it's because he had that type of relationship that he was actually able to bring people to Christ and lead them to heaven and I feel like that's something very important because like many disciples of Christ nowadays I, f I feel like it's like they think that you shouldn't associate with such people true enough you need to learn to keep your distance mm. but also you need to learn to step out and just speak to them and just understand them and just sympathize with them Yeah, because then they also understand that you kind of understand what they are going to and just give it some thought to really think is this guy actually saying what he really means is it is it actually like a proper factual thing just yeah because like in the end right like we're all like human we all have our own failings we all have our own shortcomings 
and none of us is actually like not even close to the glory of God, right? And it's through the salvation of Christ and the grace that God has given us that we're able to do these things. And so, yeah, I think as disciples, we shouldn't see ourselves as above other people. Instead, we should see ourselves as people who have been blessed with this opportunity, this like, yeah, rare opportunity and knowledge of salvation, right? And therefore, we should go spread it to other people. Well, it's it's mind mind blowing that the king of the universe came came on earth not only in a, in the most humble way that you can imagine but came to serve and it was through his love that he served and it was because of his love that we that, that he served and we as disciples must imitate him therefore and serve others because because Jesus forgave us we must forgive others in in the way that Jesus served others we must do so too because the student is not greater than the master and um, i i think that it, that's probably the fundamental piece of being a disciple because all the all the things will originate from love you will be humble you will serve you will follow christ because of, of your love for him and yeah that that's that's a very yeah, good point and yeah and also in the bible with the great commandments it's literally in matthew 22 36 to 40 so some the pharisees were asking jesus they said teacher what is the most important commandment in the law of moses and Jesus replied, You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. A second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. The entire law and all the demands of the prophets are based on these two commandments. If we're not spreading love, then how are we supposed to get people to come to Christ if we're just spewing hate with one another? I think that's like the devil attacking us. And it's interesting because... These two commandments are intertwined in the way that when you love God, you will therefore love others, and you you show your love for God by loving others. So so they they're they're basically the same command. Sorry. Uh, yeah. So speaking on what Braden and Jeeva saying that if we're true Christians, we need to love one another and stuff. And so speaking on that, you know, one main reason that many people become atheist or does not select Christianity. I, I was listening to this podcast by Andrew Tate, where Andrew Tate was in one of these podcasts, and he, he told he told this that now Andrew Tate and his brother, like we all know who Andrew Tate is like a very influential person mm. uh, in the current world and is like the most Google person, but there are many things that we shouldn't be following about him. But uh, So what Andrew Tate and Tristan, so Tristan Tate is a Christian and Andrew Tate was a Christian who converted into Islam. Islam, yeah. And so Andrew Tate told this thing that really caught my mind, which was that one reason that he didn't follow Christianity was because many Christians didn't live didn't live like how the Bible expects us. Most of these Christians, we the amount we seen, the mo most amount of murders and racism, all of these are happening in Christian countries. And one main reason that many people say is that we Christians we don't live like the Bible. So if we're trying to be a true Christian, a true disciple of God. Sorry, if you are trying to be a true Christian, we should learn to be like a disciple of God and follow his commandments and learn to love one another no matter what. So yeah, I just wanted to put that out. Yeah, just to add on that, um, I think that, yeah, so the, the main, like basically the main theme of the commandments, the most important two commandments is love, right? And it's through that love that we can basically give others to basically through those two commandments that we can bring others to christ like what exactly what ashavon said right that um as christians we are exact we are basically the representation of christ yeah we are trying to live like christ and so as humans right we tend to fail in those things and that 
corrupts the idea of Christianity, which draws people even further away. Yeah. So I think it's very important that discipleship should be taken seriously. As Christians, if you take up the, if you truly believe that you are a Christian, then you should take that title very seriously. Yeah, yeah, that's true. You should live as Christians and live so that you can draw others to Christianity. Yeah. Well, and and even if we fail to meet the standard and fail to uh, hit the mark, because we 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 will all fail. It's like imagine a, a sixth grade uh, middle school band trying to play one of the Mozart's or Beethoven's pieces. They they will miserably fail to do it perfectly, and they will they they will even be like sort of a mock of it. But not because of that, you're gonna say okay, then Mozart and Beethoven are bad composers. Is is rather the people that try to imitate it and try to play it play it out that fail. So it, it's it's not really God's fault. It's not really Jesus's teachings are not correct. It's rather us that fail um, yeah. to represent Christianity correctly. But Christianity in itself is, uh, in in my opinion, and I, I think in the opinion of many others, the most successful way of living for a civilization to flourish. And for everybody to be happy, if we if we were all like Christ, the world would be uh, perfect. And yeah, just to add on to that, um, I just want to say that um, as we live as disciples, just know that um, we're not doing this alone. We're not in this race alone, that we're not doing this all with our strength, but we are doing it with the strength that Christ has given us, right? Yeah. The power of the Holy Spirit that he bestowed into us believers. So anyone listening, um, I just want to say don't be discouraged by the things we are saying. Because yeah. um, although we are human, although all of us fail, you have to know that. True. Like we, every day we fail. Yeah, we have to know that. Um, yeah, it's it's the power of Christ that supplies us, that allows us to live like disciples. So you don't need to be scared. You just need to commit your heart to God, and commit these things and try your best, and that's enough. Yes, God will do the rest. Yeah, and like even if you fail, just like how John said, um. Look, we have the amazing opportunity to ask for forgiveness. So that's one sole reason that Jesus died in the cross. Amen. And the second we fail, it's fine, guys. Like, just stand up. Just look up to the Lord and say, like, Jesus, I'm really sorry I did this. Help me next time to control myself and forgive me for my sins. And just forget about that whole thing that you did and just take another new step. And again, if you fail on the same thing, it's fine. Once again, get up, ask forgiveness and move forward but then also listen carefully don't use this forgiveness as an easy path to do sins think they look like look i can just ask forgiveness from christ and i can again do it again so like look forgiveness is not just like an easy way out take forgiveness seriously but i'm saying that in a true and a rightful heart if you sin truly ask forgiveness and take a new step yes well um and even if you fall just pick yourself up start all over again and even if you don't have strength to pick yourself up that's when god in his mercy picks you up so i thank you all for listening to this podcast this is a, a great uh topic that we discussed on i think my friend brayden here wants to say something and then we'll close in prayer yep so everything that we said if you guys just want to take home one thing from this podcast if you forgot about everything it's just that remember that a disciple is a person who has made a wholehearted commitment to follow Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. It doesn't get any easier than that. And just remember that this is going to mean a lot of sacrifices and a lot of commitments. So one quote that I recently found out is, salvation costs nothing, 
but discipleship costs everything. So yeah, with that said, I hope this message has been fruitful and I hope this message gets sown into your hearts and I hope that you guys can really take something meaningful from this podcast and apply it to your lives. But uh, John, would you like to close this in prayer for the viewers? Yeah, thanks, man. Okay. Um, Yep. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for your day. I just pray as us Christians, we try to follow in your path, Lord, in your light. I pray that we can be the light of this world, Lord, just as you are in when you came to the earth. I pray that as Christians, we can follow the path that you have taken us. We can follow, we can pick up the cross and we can do these things, Lord, knowing that you have saved us already and that all the power that we have comes from you. We turn this all to you and we pray. Amen. Amen. So guys, if you like this episode, please share with people that you think might find this uh, helpful, might find this insightful. Uh, share with friends, family, co-workers, just anyone that you consider might appreciate this message. When we thank you once again for tuning into our Cornerstone. Um, yes, let our Cornerstone be our guide and our foundation for the paths in our life. Yeah, and we thank John for joining us for today's podcast. Um, he really gave us a really inspiring message and added a lot of different perspectives to this message. But yeah, that's all from us. Yeah, he brought a lot of wisdom into this topic, actually. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Thank you, guys. And stay tuned.